All right, JP, you didn't have to yell at any people today. No, you know, sometimes you go to the Alpine, you get a W. We had mostly older, young adults, so you don't have to worry about people being children and, you know, no talking. It's it's so sad to say, but this is the first time in a while, like, there hasn't been a disturbance at the movie theater. So very grateful. Well done, Alpine. But also no one went to see Wonka, so that's also the problem. <laughs> so. Sound, speeding, camera, rolling. Scene 46. Take 303, Mark. Welcome to Take 303, powered by 4-Way Media, the podcast with a guy who knows a lot about film. And his friend. I'm Nick Molinari. I'm JP Brooks. We're talking everything film and television. And today, we are talking about Wonka and Finding Neverland. The slow intro because you're trying to remember the movies. Even though you watched them today. Even though I watched both today, yeah. But first, in cinematic news. Cinematic news. So, Sean Gunn, do you know Sean Gunn? I don't. I know Sean Penn. All right. Sean Kingston. Sean Kingston. Sean Paul. Sean, no, that's Slim Shady, not Sean Shady. Uh, Sean Paul. That's a good one. Sean Tommy DeVito's agent. Sean Mendez. Yes. (laughs) No, Sean Tommy DeVito's agent. Yes. The most important Sean in our lives right now. He is just holding it down with the fedora. But Sean Gunn is James Gunn's brother. Guardians of the Galaxy. He plays a couple characters. Have you seen Wonder Woman 2? That's the bad one, right? Yeah. 1984? Yeah. Uh, weird ring. Like, I didn't like the that set. That was the stone thing? The sto- yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah. So Kristen Pe- Wig, Catwoman? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Yeah. Pedro uh, was the bad guy in that. Sean is going to replace him as that character. And then Zachary Levi, the guy that plays Shazam, came out and said, well, yeah, when your brother's the head of the studio, that's what you, you just get every role. That's a big call out. And, and that's your boss. <laughs> oh, man. It's a bold move, Kyle. That is a... Hey, wow. That's a... Has, has, a has, has Gunn responded? Well, let's just say Shazam isn't a character anymore. Ah, yikes. Quick yikes on there. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, in, in better news, I don't know if this is good or bad news for you because I know you love Dune. Okay. But you hate long movies. The official oh. runtime came out. It is two hours and 46 minutes. Okay, I was I was actually worried it might go three, two, two and forty six, and it's also that director the the director is uh, Denise Villeneuve. I always mispronounce his name, but he's the guy that made Sicario, uh, Prisoners, Arrival, a lot of really good. He, this guy does not miss Blade Runner. Yeah, he, two the one that I think is better than Blade Runner one, and not with the vampires. Not with the vampires. <laughs> um, quick question: Did he? Did this guy do the first part or no? He did. Oh, okay. Well, I really like the first one. Yeah. So I have a lot of faith yeah. in it, and I'm like, if it's yeah. if it's long, I'll take it. Yeah. But my problem with Dune is not necessarily a problem with the movie. Is that I saw it at home. I definitely. Mm. Oh, it was a theater yeah. experience. It's a theater thing, oh. so I'm definitely going to the theater for this one. People probably be like, oh, but it was a part one of a part two. Well, let me tell you something great about this one. Things happen. Their character is not in the same place. He clearly developed, and they're leaving you with something exciting. So it's a it's a part one that I actually like, which I can't say for all. Nothing in particular comes to mind. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and that's it. It's been a while since we had an Across the Spider-Verse uh, reference. It's because like, it's like people forgot about the movie. <laughs> oh, wow. But not everyone, because the Golden Globes released their uh, nominations this yeah. week. All right. So we got these ballots. And uh, right now, just off the top of our heads, I 
I have a second version of this where I cross out everything that I've seen. I did a lot in film, not at all, none of the TV stuff. But for Best Picture Drama, they have Maestro, Anatomy of a Fall, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, and Zone of Interest. Air, American Fiction, Barbie, The Holdovers, May, December, Poor Things. And of those, uh, I've seen about five, I think. I saw Anatomy, Killers, Oppenheimer, Air, and Barbie. And I assume you saw the Yeah, those are all the ones I've seen with you. Yeah. Yeah. So five out of 12 nearly half uh we are going to try to watch some of these i'll be honest with you i don't know if i am uh, but i'm gonna try yeah yeah it's a it's a sturdy list and we have until january 7th so uh we'll definitely if not if we're not going to see all of them we'll at least in the combination of each other we'll see all of them for tv we're definitely shot like there's no way uh nothing really surprised me i'm curious i like the zone of interest i'm i i like the titles of some of these i guess i'm uh, very interested in past lives i heard a lot of good things about that uh, 824 uh, zone of interest also 824 so that should be exciting this week's uh pair up we went with 2004's finding neverland starring johnny depp kate winslet and dustin hoffman finding neverland stars johnny depp as the famous writer sir james matthew barry who infamously wrote peter pan we follow him and some parts of his real life as he is struggling to make a play that audiences enjoy and critics like so he spends some time in the park writing away trying to find a play when he meets a family that inspires him to write the story of peter pan and we follow the journey as he learns uh, about this family and they develop a great relationship and that's what this movie is about i thought it was an interesting pair up i thought you paired it up because johnny depp played willy wonka in charlie in the trollica factory i thought that was the reason no it did hit me this morning when i was re-watching it, and ironically the kid in this was also the kid from charlie in the chocolate factory so interesting kind yeah. of pair up but i went with it as like wonka is showing like the beginnings of a fictional character that we uh, we all really know Willy Wonka. And then this was showing like the origin essentially of a fictional character, but through a real person, which is Peter Pan. And I was about to say that like I didn't realize how iconic Peter Pan was until I watched this movie and really understood how much it meant to people. And for me, I saw like I grew up on the cartoon. And then I saw the play with Mary, what's her name? But I never like thought of myself as a Peter Pan fan. And yeah, it was just really interesting to see this kind of behind the scenes look at this character. So I really thoroughly enjoyed seeing it and, and getting those little nods of like when he sees like the, the old uh, grandmother with the hook and he's like trying to like create the character of Captain Hook. And for me as a writer, I'm very like, inspired by these kinds of movies where you can see like the absolute beginning of like innovation and creation and it's always like interesting to see people build worlds and when i was watching it, i couldn't help but think of like people like jk rowling and george lucas who create these wonderful worlds of like all these different things that didn't exist before yeah i mean just go like who doesn't know diagon alley platform nine and three like so many things i can just rip off the top of my head um so I played a game growing up as a kid called Kingdom Hearts. Uh, really, like, you know, it's pretty, it's all over the place. It's wild. A lot of people have problems with the last game that came out. But it really is 
it's the first story I think that ever blew me away, really captured me. Very simple story about light and darkness. But in the game, you get to visit Disney's worlds. One of the most iconic worlds is Peter Pan. And you actually get to fly in the video game. If you beat the world, you can you can fly in that world. I think because of the game, I appreciated Peter Pan a lot more. And then especially watching this. One thing I will say that I'm actually very happy with this episode. Man, I've become a cynical dude. Uh, for lots of different reasons. But it's just nice to like be positive, to dream a little bit, to be a kid again. In Peter Pan, they do that at the end. It's like, when do children or whatever, it's like when they stop, like when a child first laughs, that's how fairies are born in the Neverland world. And then when do children stop being children? It's like when they don't believe in them anymore. And then even in that one scene with Johnny Depp, I know I'm kind of a little all over the place right now, but I just want to get to the point. There's one scene with Johnny Depp talking to the young man, the young boy, and he goes, well, in the last 30 seconds, you just became a man. So it just really brings you back to childhood, two classic stories. I probably relate to Willy Wonka a little bit more because I've watched it a lot more. I've watched that on repeat so many times as a kid, skipping over the mom song because everybody skips over the mom song. Um, so just like you said, yeah, the, I think both of these stories have had a big impact, and I think I kind of forgot about uh, they do make you dream. They do like fantasy, whimsical. Um, this is going to be a very sentimental episode. Yeah, overly sentimental was the words that I used to describe it to you earlier. Was Johnny Depp nominated as well? Yeah, he was. It got like seven or nine nominations, from what I read. Wow, I can't imagine. A, like, if this movie got released today, there's no way it gets even a look. The pacing is very slow. Yeah, and if you're not into it, you're not gonna. You're just gonna be bored. But if you can like sit back relax and like actually give it a chance it's such an enchanting movie like there's so many big words that i can use to like describe this movie like whimsical and stuff like that because that's what it is it's about telling a fairy tale story in real life like if you love stories you love finding neverland especially for someone who enjoys making stories and like watching the process someone go through it is great i think there's also another element here of just like the impact people can have on your life um friendship friendship yeah there's so many good themes man it's crazy as much as this story is like sort of fiction sort of isn't not every movie that hits home has to make you cry not every movie that hits home has to be gritty and depressing and miserable this is a reminder that you can have an uplifting story that's also very real you know like i like the conflict between johnny depp and the mother the grandmother because that's like, at that time, that's like a pretty real, that's like, that's what I was thinking. Like, dude, what if she's, what are you going to do? No surprise here. I cried during this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about you? Uh, No, I didn't cry, but I definitely, I, I was moved very deeply. It brought me back to uh, some of the, I've talked about it before, but like some of the men, the good men in my life who have like inspired me. And watching the relationship between Johnny Depp and uh, the widow's children like some of my like uh like my, my wit my things like that things of those nature that i that i have i really get that a lot from you know being around someone and so watching johnny depp inspire the kid to try something right so i i loved all of those moments i'm i'm really big fan of friendship of course and then mentorship is another thing i enjoy so it was nice to see them one of my favorite scenes is uh when he first tells kate winslet about neverland and like how that is for him as just a really touching scene you johnny depp really just gives it all yeah in this and you can see like such a range 
of different characters. I remember when I first saw this, let's see, 2004, we were 11. I probably saw it around 11 or 13, somewhere right when it came out. And I remember seeing Johnny Depp, for me, was just Jack Sparrow. Like, that's all I associated with him. I didn't even know about, like, Edward Scissorhands or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing him in the pirate scene and hearing the voice, and it's like, that's Jack Sparrow 100%. And it's crazy. It's like when you see, like, Heath Ledger play the Joker. It's like such a, like, you can't really put this face with that person. Like, once they're in the the costume and everything, it's a completely different other person. Yeah, I forget that he's Johnny Depp. I really, like, he... That I think that's the nicest compliment I can give to an actor who's as famous as he is. Is I forgot this is Johnny Depp right now. I really thought he was Sir James Matthew Barry. Usually with uh, name brand actors, you automatically just assume that the, this is the person from that other movie that you saw. But with Johnny Depp, he really does embody these different characters, and it's something like you know Daniel Day Lewis, something like that. I hope a lot of this is true. Like I'm not sure. I did a little research. Yeah. Um. So he did obviously befriend a woman who had four kids, one of which is named Peter. He, uh, real life Peter, died in the 1960s, and he's often attributed as the inspiration for Peter Peter Pan. Um, All of that stuff did happen as it happened. The things that could be taken for Hollywood twists are like the specifics about like like the hook and stuff like that, the beds and different things like that, but most of it did happen watching this movie hearing uh the old woman who's his fan talk about like the meaning of the clock and like what she got out of it i never really thought about peter pan too deeply so it made me think of like some of the different themes it's going for like one interesting thing i thought of is like peter pan refusing to grow up it's like at some point everybody's gotta because i think the thing that reminded like why are stories like willy wonka peter pan so memorable why do people keep rewatching them timeless but then that opens up a really interesting conversation of who movies are for if they're directed for children if they're directed for adults and then for those you know if you think of like pixar and disney movies where there's a bit of everything for everyone that peter pan has all this whimsicalness for the kids but then has all these larger themes for the adults yeah like something like trolls three like that is not like you can't even put it doesn't hold a candle to what peter pan is like those themes and those ideas yeah it's it's really good i think yeah you've kind of already hit the problems the only really issues i have yeah it is kind of slow i don't know if it's something i'm gonna immediately like ah let's watch that again um but for the right mood and the right place i i think it's uh, i think it's a very good movie i'm not surprised 2004 this is getting a lot of nods and oscar nominations i'll tell you my issues with it yeah because it's similar where it's about the pacing and the slowness of it but I also thought, even though it's a movie that is whimsical, is charming, I felt it wasn't as energetic as I feel like it could have been, especially in the cinematography. And uh, you probably already know my favorite shot of the movie. Continue. It's the the indoor crane. What? Shot. No. Uh, who would have thought? The who crane? Thought? The indoor crane? <laughs> Shut up, Vic. <laughs> Can't. Why? Oh, man. What? Oh sick dude the indoor crane shot was absolutely insane i still don't know how they really did that because it was indoors but anyways (laughs) anyways um here's my thing as much as we joke about how much of a hard-on i have for scorsese (laughs) the man knows how to move the camera and if you think about all the shots in goodfellas think about all the swooping dollies 
all the push-ins and everything else this movie is so still that i feel like the camera needed to move more and if it did it would have had the same kind of energy that J johnny depp's character would have had yeah it's also about a writing process writing processes is like if you if you were to go watch somebody and stare at them during a writing process, it's not very exciting. Yeah, I, I think this is all about the story. And if you're invested in the story, then you're invested in the movie. Uh, but I do think it takes some time. You have to put away your phone. You can't you yeah. can't do two things during this kind of movie. Yeah, you forget that they make movies like this where you really like you can't be distracted. Yeah, like too many movies, I think, uh, especially the ones made for Netflix, are made for people to look at their phone while watching a movie with subtitles of the same language that the movie is in that i don't understand yeah favorite character uh, i love the wife in this movie just miserable i'm like a lover i just kind of feel like she's the only one who's not it's either her or the grandmother i kind of like our quote-unquote villains in this one because there really isn't a villain the villain is like failure or kind of you know what i mean in life yeah, just like the play not going well, all disease. Life is the, you know, the endless, you know, we're all going to die one day, sickness comes, yada, yada. Things like the play going wrong are kind of like a problem, but kind of not also at the same time. Because if you think about it, he goes from a flop and then immediately he just knows what the next big idea is. Like there's no like struggle process in the middle. He just goes immediately to it. Yeah, nobody wants to watch that though. <laughs> nobody wants to watch you struggle, not do anything. <laughs> um <laughs> So I, I do like the wife. I think she adds a lot to the movie. I'm really glad they included her because this could have just been him and the family and that could have been its own movie. But adding her, it really becomes about Johnny Depp's character, Barry, and him and really what it means to write something like this. So I don't know if you recognized him. So early on, it's like the guy who works at the theater. He's like talking to Barry and Barry's like, what do you think of it? He goes, oh, I'd rather not. Like, I don't. That's actually, if you know the pair, the bald, kind of bigger guy, stocky, mm -hmm. and then yeah. his buddy who pops his eye out constantly, the skinny guy. Yeah. That's the skinny guy popping his eye out. Oh, I didn't recognize yeah. it. I haven't seen the Pirates movies in so long. I watch them every year. And honestly, I feel like there there are a couple franchises that I haven't seen in so long. But it's like, I got to see all of them. I got to put in the hours. And it's Pirates. It's Lord of the Rings. And ironically, it's the Star Wars movies. I feel like I really haven't seen them in such a long time. And it makes me like so nostalgic for those kinds of movies. They don't make them. They don't. And now I think they just don't even try anymore. Like uh, Rebel Moon could be something like that. And just a quick note of those three that you mentioned, I actually watched them in that order. I watched Pirates of the Caribbean at least like the I finished the whole series in a year, year and a half. I'll watch every it, the first three. I don't uh, that man uh, cares. Um, Lord of the Rings. I'll watch every three years. I'll watch the whole thing, and then Star Wars. The only one that's worth watching, Rogue One. Put that shit on repeat. So the rest of them, I don't care. All right, so maybe we have to do like a pirates marathon. I would love to do a, just a whole episode, of the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy. Johnny Depp, Tyler the Day, almost cool. You know what? Whenever we have a dead week in yeah. uh, 2024, we're doing it. All right. Sold. Done. All right. But on to final thoughts and ratings. Final thoughts. I love all of it. Obviously, I want that camera to move a little bit. So I feel like it's one of those near-perfect movies where it's it's very charming. It's very entertaining. I enjoy the story parts of it. And I, I feel like we neglect story so much. And I just really enjoyed the landscape of it, what it was trying to tell, the themes of it so i'll give it a four out of five 
Yeah, I was um, I was not excited to watch this movie. I'm like, I hope it's not boring. And it was boring, but it did pick up, and I did enjoy it more. I think in a world of movies that's all about the quips and the action in today's world, or it's just serious, gritty character studies, to see a movie like this, to remember, like, you can smile, you can laugh. Life is not as miserable as you think it is. It's a nice refresher, definitely a, a palate cleanser for me. Let's go with a four out of five. And now, after the break, we will be talking about Wonka. This episode is powered and sponsored by Fort Way Media. Whether it's a special event, your wedding day, or maybe a small business looking to make an advertisement or commercial, Fort Way Media is the obvious choice. They turn everyday life into a cinematic experience. When you want to capture those special moments, look no further. Stop what you're doing. Check out fortwaymedia.com. Book an appointment today and don't miss out on another chance to get what you want in front of the big screen. Whether it is expert videography or photography, Fortway Media can match exactly what you're looking for. Fortway Media is known for helping out small businesses and everyone reach their dreams. Sign up today. And we're back. And before you get back into it, we want to thank today's sponsor. Quick question. Are you a leftist? That's a question I'm always wondering. Linder, swipe left instead. Let your thumb breathe happily. Stop with that overextension. Go to Linder today. Use the code Tommy DeVito and stop swiping right and start swiping left. And today we are talking about Wonka, starring Timothy Chalamet, Kahe Lane, Keegan-Michael Kay, Patterson Joseph, Matt Lucas, Matthew Baton, Sally Hawkins, Rowan Atkinson, Jim Carter, Tom Davis, Olivia Coleman, Hugh Grant, and Murray McArthur. You all know the story of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. A young boy named Charlie wins a golden ticket and heads to the Wonka Factory. Well, have you ever wondered what happens? What happened to Wonka before he was Willy Wonka? How did he get his start to fame? How did he get his chocolate factory? Well, you find all of it. We follow a young Wonka as he comes to the gourmet center of the world for chocolate and tries to open up his own shop. And we watch him as he goes on the struggles, makes friends along the way, and even some enemies in Wonka. And initial first thoughts. I'm kind of a little mixed right now. Very mixed. Yeah. I think there were a lot of good things a lot of eh things, but I feel the the main thing for me is I thought this was going to be a different kind of movie. I thought it was going to be like showing the origin of Willy Wonka, and technically it does, but I'm like, I wanted to see him get the hat, get the coat. I wanted to see how he became a recluse, and none of those things happened for me. I was thinking those things too, and I first was annoyed, but I'm actually kind of okay with this movie. I'm starting to go to- Yeah, I'm not saying I hate it. Yeah, yeah, I'm just no. Saying, I'm just saying I wish I had those things. I think we want those things because right now, especially as we're older and also just because of how media it is, and I kind of talked about this already. Yeah, every movie is just a gritty character study. It's like Breaking Bad. Every character has to be this deep, well thought out, da 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 da. Or it's just action and quippy. And so you don't, like, it really was like a fun sort of younger crowd, but I think adults will still enjoy it kind of musical. It is definitely towards the younger side, kind of over the top villains and very like cheesy and corny things. Also, like, the chocolate scenes were pretty cool. And, yeah, it's a it's a tough, it's a weird one. We got another weird one for this week. It was a movie that was made for adults, but also for children with themes about creativity and inspiration. And, yeah, it's basically the same thing. Yeah, I mean, if you were, there's a lot of things I don't like about this movie. But if you weren't at least moved, like, to watch Wonka get his dreams crushed. And, like, him try to come back from that. Like, it follows the typical, like, movie story arc of a comedy 
guys trying to do something da, 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 and then it doesn't work out. Like you could see it all going and you knew he was going to make a comeback. All I knew was Wonka. And yeah. I saw the poster. I've never seen the trailer, I think. And I was very surprised that this was a musical. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet, he, I kind of see the Depp in him and maybe I'm a little biased, but I could, this man's got some Johnny Depp in him. He might be the next Johnny Depp of our generation. I'm calling it. Uh, I think a few people were ahead of you on that one, JP. Are they really? Yeah, they've been hyping this kid up for a while. Yeah, but like until because like Depp can do this role. He's done this role before. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't realize. I didn't know any. I didn't know that this kid was playing Wonka. I just see him as the Dune kid, and he's super serious and like he's good at that. I didn't think he pulled this off. I, I actually he does a very good job. I don't like him in the beginning. He grows on me as it goes. Because he was in uh, Call Me by Your Name and Lady Bird, so he's been a, he's been in things. But like pretty serious stuff. No, he's he's got a pretty good range. I've only ever seen him in serious stuff, so I don't. Did you see the? Well, this is a good one. Jennifer Lawrence movie when the asteroid is coming to hit Earth. He's in that. He plays the kid that hooks up with her. That's him. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't remember him. Well, anyways, uh, he does have some range, and I didn't know he sings, so I was surprised about that. His voice was decent. I would say better than decent, yeah. Yeah, no, he was good. I I was very worried at the beginning. The beginning was not strong at all, but then it picks up immediately, and it's another whimsical movie where it just takes you on this journey, and you're all for it. And, like, you know, I think the three of us, it was you, me, and Krista, we were all, like, chuckling at different things happening throughout the movie, throughout the entire runtime. So I think it's something that's also something that's very charming and entertaining. And it's very beautiful to look at. The the, the landscape, the cinematography, yeah, the, nice. the production design is very, very well done. Some of the CGI is a little Ugh. wonky. I hated the CGI in this. You didn't see what I did there? Wonky. Wonky. Ah. ah this fucking guy. Over yeah, here. with the puns. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, they were a little wonky, especially that first shot. You can't say wonky for the rest of the <laughs> You can't say wonky. You're for like, the rest you gave me that day. one pass. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just laughing. Oh, it's so weird. But that first shot of him on the boat. I was like, what? what is that? What is that? And I almost didn't like the singing, but the singing gets better from there too. Yeah. It was a very awkward opening it's shot. It's like they used the first take that they used for that scene. And it was the like. The only take they had. Yeah. It's like, ah, it was like, I gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, after that, they were like, okay, we're, we're making a movie over here. Did you take the cap off on all the other takes? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it, it was not a strong start, but it really did finish strong. And um I did, I did like what they did there. Yeah. It went a little bit longer than I would have liked it to. I think there were plenty of good places where it could end. It was a solid two hours. Yeah. And it felt like a two-hour movie. Should have been more hour 40, hour 37, that range. This is a movie you can take the family to. And there's no political stuff in it. It's just a movie. Which I feel like kid movies today, a lot of the stuff, even with Marvel and all the superhero stuff, there's constantly, constantly, constantly subliminal messages you know appealing to one side of the aisle or one particular group it's just a movie it's about a guy in his dream and it's very sentimental and you said the word before charming it is very charming i am rooting for wonka i want this guy to succeed at first i don't but then i'm like yeah come on man especially when he helps out the workers down in the laundry basement I'm like yeah good guy so i like the movie sometimes we say it's a weird one when we just want to say movies that are like twos this one i'm pretty confused about i think you notice like very big peaks and valleys 
With other ones, it's just like kind of just sad and it's just a steady decline. This is peaks, valleys. Yeah, and while you were talking, I was looking up the run times of the original yeah. two uh, Willy Wonka movies. Um, Willy Wonka and the tr- uh, Chocolate Factory clocks in at 100 minutes. So that's one hour and 40. Yeah. And the Johnny Depp version is another two-hour movie, mm. which explains why one is better than the other. And while we're on the topic, Willy Wonka movies, which one is your favorite? You did not just ask me that question. It, you oh, know I, the answer. I asked the question because I – you. Nick, do you like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory better than the original? No. What crack are you smoking? What kind of fucking <laughs> question is that? Of course it's Willy Wonka. All right, I'm just trying to make sure we're on the same yeah, page. What do you mean on the same page? It's not even a question. And he, there was one scene where he yells, and I felt a little bit of Gene Wilder. But the thing is, like, you really can't match him. It's so insane. And, like... It really um, a really good comparison is probably like somebody like Taylor Swift. She's obviously like super popular, one of the biggest artists of all time, ranked up there with probably people like Michael Jackson. Like there will never be another Taylor Swift. But at the same time, there's a lot of people that rank on her for being so popular, and they they have to hate on her and different things like that. But once people cover Taylor Swift songs and they try to sing it, you immediately understand why. She's up there. Yeah. Like the talent is immense. So I feel the same thing with Gene Wilder where you can watch his performances and like, yeah, we love him in Willy Wonka, love him in Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, the producers. There's just something so intricate about how he is able to manipulate his voice from when he screams, when he's silent, the little things he could do with his eyes. It's just so perfect so it's so hard to emulate but i think timothy does a really good does job a very good job i think this feels like like he really has an ownership of the character because it does feel like a different version of wonka like i do believe this is how wonka was when he like before he becomes and that's a, yeah that's another thing i had to think of it not because no actor taking no good actor taking on a role like this would want to try to do an impersonation no and actors are strictly against impersonations. So I I know without even knowing the guy that he's not going in there trying to impersonate Gene Wilder. He's trying to do his take on a younger version of Willy Wonka, yeah. but particularly Gene Wilder's take on it. Yeah, and trying to trying to do just to the character and the person how they played him. Right. Yeah, and I think the big issue with this movie, and I think if I could change the beginning to make it better, is they need to show more Wonka shit early on, like. I think the part where we're all kind of sold is when he shows the flying chocolate, the flying chocolate bugs. That's when I'm like, oh man, this is Wonka. You need a hint of that or more of it early. I like the fact that they like they make us feel sympathy for him. Like I think it would have been really cool if like he naively like gives chocolate away, like really cool chocolate. He comes into this movie as this kind of magical character and I'm trying to still kind of think, I don't know if it's the wrong way to think about it, but I'm still trying to like wonder how he became that magical character. Like, he still seems magical. Because in the original, Willy Wonka is just like, they make a big deal, he's very secretive. Secretive, he's a recluse. He doesn't. He hasn't been out in how many years? So to see this version, this upbeat, very charismatic, talks to a lot of people, it would have been interesting to do a very, like, sad, tragic ending. Like, what I thought would have been very interesting is if the girl finds out that she's Slugworth-related, and then betrays Willy Wonka and like opens up the shops. Spoilers. Oh yeah, 
Spoilers, by the way. That's a pretty big spoiler for the movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Even though I saw it a, a mile away. Yeah. You kind of, yeah. You can see that from a mile away. Yeah. It would have been nice. Like he, like the factory is successful, like a two years later kind of deal mm-hmm. and it's successful. And then he goes to visit her and she's got the shop back running and she like steals some of his stuff. Cause that's like the slugworth thing. They always try and steal Wonka's thing. And so like her betraying him, like I wonder like shuts the doors that would have been interesting but what they did do right is probably develop characters for sure they definitely valued all the workers that were with him they were a bigger part than i thought i'm actually kind of glad they were in it so yeah so it it very uh i mean halfway through it it felt like oceans 11 in terms of like building like a team for a heist and stuff like that so it really i did like that i think they did well with characterization i think they did well with um tying all the characters together uh just just moving the pacing along really quickly like even though it was a two-hour movie it did go by pretty fast i kind of wanted more oompa loompa i thought there were going to be more of them in there yeah yeah i'm sad i liked hugh grant as the oompa loompa i thought he did a great job i like hugh grant a lot more later on in his career than when he started agreed uh dungeon dragons cameo was very good for a lot of the things that we're annoyed about i think they were very much playing it safe knowing gene wilder knowing the history that Willy Wonka will never be topped. It really does bring you back to that whimsical kind of state of when we first saw Willy Wonka and like learned about the chocolate factory and all wanted a golden ticket to get there. I think they eventually sneak a lot of wonder and awesome stuff in it for kids because I really like, like Nick, I don't know about you, but when I watched Willy Wonka, the original, I was like, dude, imagine if a place like this really existed. I was blown away unfortunately because this is like his rise to and he doesn't have the factory he does a lot of cool things but i don't know if it's cool enough like i don't know if kids are really going to be swept up in it if we think about like avatar like you can you can create so much right now but then we're saying that in 1970 they really hit it on the head of creating this world that felt so just out of place so magical that it did it better than anything that we could do today yeah, which, I, that's insane. Yeah, and I can tell you, like, I can map out for you. I can tell you which direction the boat points. I can tell you, like, different things. And I, I got excited when I saw the mom on the boat, and I was like, oh, I love those Easter eggs. Yeah, lots of Easter eggs. Favorite scenes? I like when he's making her the chocolate. Probably more than that, I like when they finally, he opens up his shop, and it feels like Willy Wonka, like, wow. I like uh, any scene with Keegan-Michael Kay. Oh, yeah. Dominated. He's such a such a scene stealer. Hysterical are the monks from the church. <laughs> so funny, so good. The chocolaholics. That's great. You know what I love about it too. Um, another thing. Again, you talk about not like pointing at sides. In no way are they making fun of religion. They're like making fun of the the people. This one particular person who have like. That's what I like about it. A lot of these other movies. Like I'm kind of annoyed about Inside Out too. Mm-hmm. Like. I hope they do it well. I like the first one. So I have faith that they can do it without going too Barbie on it. If that's too on the nose. Yeah, just like I know anxiety is a, is a word that gets has been tossed around over the last few years. Everybody, you know, talking about I have anxiety. I have anxiety. It's not my boomer rant. I'm not trying to get into that. I'm just saying to now see a movie that's going to directly address it. That Like they're making it the focal point. That trailer made it this is the villain or the problem i hope they do it okay and i hope they don't just like 
again, pander to an audience. Because Willy Wonka's not pandering to anybody. It's just saying, be a kid again. Even, like, with the joke, like, they make jokes about marriage. They make jokes, even some sex jokes, and they're kind of intertwined in there. They make jokes about the economy and, like, people and establishments. They make jokes about the police force. But it's all very innocent. I, I give it a lot of points for that. Uh, if you think about the Gene Wilder version, it's based in reality. And this one is, too. It doesn't necessarily give, like, a date at the beginning of, like, when this is taking place. But or even takes, what city. Um, I think it was not as, as London. It's, no. But they don't ever say that it's London specifically. No, they they say something. They there's like a one-off line at the beginning about like how amazing the city was to his mother. Like she talked up the city, but they never name dropped the city. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's about it. So final thoughts and ratings. Final thoughts. So I think we did more praising and said a lot of good things than more negative lately because these are movies that put you in a good and positive mood. Uh, but I, I am I do want to be very clear. This movie is a big mess, uh, not a big mess, but it is messy. It's it kind of all the place. It doesn't start well. I don't think it's going to be memorable. I think people will forget about this movie. I might forget about it pretty quickly. I think some good performances. And one thing we didn't even talk about a lot, but the songs are not that good. Really sad about the songs. They do do a good. They do pay good respect to the classic. World of your, you know, they do a great job with that at the end. So as many things are going right, a lot of things are just clunky and kind of not so great. Uh, but I think they make a valiant effort, and I think they do enough things right that this is worth watching. I do think it is worth people's time. I'm floating between a four and a three. I am going to lean three, though, because of the song issue that I just remembered. I think the best way to describe this movie is that Timothy Chalamet was nominated for a Golden Globe. Wonka was not. Yeah. So there, in any other category for yeah. Anything, yeah. So there it is. Obviously, uh, he is the shining part of this. There's a lot of good things in there, but also it is very wonky. And <laughs> I had to do it one more time. Uh, yeah, I don't blame it. It's part of the review. I got it. I got it. Last yeah. thoughts, final thoughts. Yeah, final thoughts, final thoughts, final thoughts. thoughts, final thoughts. It, as JP said, it's very all over the place. There's a lot of good things, a lot of bad things. It's a good mix of different things, different ideas that worked and didn't work. I think this movie is a fun time, but it's not something that you're going to want to probably rewatch over and over again. Maybe if you're a kid, maybe you feel differently. Uh, it has a lot of appeal uh, for children. There is appeal for adults, but I feel like that wears off after a little while. So I will give it a three out of five. I actually think despite me giving it a lower rating, I'd probably watch Wonka again before Finding Neverland. I think it would be the other way around for me. Yeah. I'm more on the page of I want to watch... Maybe Willy Wonka and the Ch Chocolate Factory, right? Like tonight. Well, yeah, I'd watch Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory before any of them. Yeah. This has been another episode of Take 303. Thanks so much for watching. Make sure you're following us on Spotify. Click that follow button. And, of course, at Take.303 on Instagram, which, by the way, we are still doing our December giveaway for the hoodie merch for, uh, yeah, some merch we've given away for two winners. We only got two more weeks left. So I think by the time you hear this one, uh, the next time you hear an episode, you may not, we may not be talking about it or we'll be telling you that it's over. So go check us out at Take That 303. Follow the instructions. We'll have a nice post about it. Tag three friends. Do what you got to do. Congratulations to our winner uh, for this week uh, at the time of recording. It's Thursday. It's when we record these things. So congratulations. Hope you win a free hoodie. And again, if you don't want to wait, if you like, you know what? I don't really win a lot of things. I'm bad luck at the giveaways. Uh, make sure you DM us and um, we will uh, get all your information, send you a hoodie, how much. 
we're not gonna put up a shop for this. That's just, that's just not how we roll. If we ever if we hit a hundred thousand followers in any department, gladly put up a shop. Until then, DM us. We're old school. We'll get it to you. And if you know me personally, I'll I will mail I will hand deliver it to you. All right, how about that? <laughs>